Welcome to Love is Amazing, but it's also bullshit and could get you murdered. The podcast that reminds you that everything you ever wanted in this life can turn into a huge fucking dumpster fire. I am Aaron Black. With me, as always, is my uh, partner in uh, true crime, Nicholas Control Fleet Freak Luna. <laughs> Control Fleet? Yeah, hey, up. what's up, guys? Shut up. Hey, and I do want to do a shout out. So we are currently in our new studio at uh, Magnolia Motel. Mm-hmm. Everyone has headphones now. Is it's really, mind-boggling. Is this really but cold? I, I'm not wearing mine because they're loud. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I, I, I can turn them down, Mike. I, I can hear you guys. Okay. All okay. Right. <laughs> ah, fuck them. All right. Anyway, uh, uh, but this brings us to our next guest. He's been on the show before. We love him. He's uh, super funny. Uh, uh, Mike Baldwin. Hi. Hey, Mike. Happy to be back, everybody. Let's talk about some murdering. We're going to. We're going to talk about a lot of murder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or some killing in self-defense. What We don't know. We don't know what happened. Oh, we know. We know. Now we know. Well, yeah, we know, we know now. At the beginning, though. If it, we... was, if it was between 2004 and 2000, no, 2001 and 2000, well, fuck it. Anyway, um, so uh, let's jump right into it, yeah, shall yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, let's go. You want, okay. the, you want the short, short version? Uh, Lady's a fucking killer. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. The end. <laughs> okay, so uh, today we're doing a tale of, um, you know, basically uh, love, greed, uh, murder, pink notebooks, annoying fucking moms, and uh, computer nerds. We are doing the tale of uh, Tracy and Richter. Hey, and can I just say that we're like getting back to our roots right now? You could totally say that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. we're going back to Fatal Vows, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Fatal Vows, ID Discovery. Yeah. Oh, it feels so nice. Yeah, no, it, it, it's like seeing an old friend from high school that you like, you moved and he and he stayed in town and he like works for the car wash and, and the whole time you just <laughs> thought you were better than him. But it turns out that he's the one who fucking figured it out. He's happy. <laughs> and and, and you, you're you not because you had dreams, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, and he works at a car wash and he is fucking content. Yeah, no, that's that's fatal vows for you. <laughs> you know, be, because we, we, we tried. We tried to uh, walk on the wild side. With uh, with like you know the Ken and Barbie murders and um, that shit. <laughs> Ooh yeah, you know, it, 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 you know we tried something, but you know we came back and despite we had to try it, it. Despite it being like insane, like we made Bjork stalker work anyway. Oh, I mean that's fine because the only person who died was a stalker. But like, you know, <laughs> but but when you're dealing with 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 the rape and murder of like five or six innocent high school age girls yeah uh not 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 great episodes not funny yeah but this one <laughs> <laughs> okay so um uh tracy and richter uh in 1987 a man named uh john Pittman, who was a high-flying med student at the time fell in love with tracy richter uh Whoops. R-I-T-C-H-E-R. First mistake, uh, she was a sexy radiologist. Um, uh, that's a red flag right away. Yeah, yeah. you never want to trust a, a radiologist. Okay. That's, that's, what my, that's what my dad, who died of cancer, always said. <laughs> that's what my mom said, too, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Tracy, Tracy definitely, like, there's a lot of 
cases we do where where the like she was a bombshell and then you see a picture of her and you're like that's what the- <laughs> but she was a bombshell but she was yeah. the, Tracy was she was good hot. looking yeah she yeah. was a looker yeah no it, Nick Nick said that uh, he would definitely get in a troublesome marriage with her which I believe knowing <laughs> yeah. my track record yeah uh, 1989 they uh, moved to Denver. Which is in Colorado, and uh, is um, it really? It shut up, Nick. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. And but, soon the relationship turned more rocky than the Denver mountains. Oh, Mike! <laughs> That's what it Air said. High five. That's Boom. what it said on one of the things that I watched. <laughs> um, uh, John, um, at the time was doing a, a residency. He was working about like 120 hour. Work weeks and Tracy was just kind of like her career. I didn't. Well, okay. So that's the thing about Fatal Vows. They never really tell you anything about they, the case. They gloss over things gloss massively. Over, massively. So I don't even know what. I guess it's a radiologist because that's what they mentioned before. But they never really tell you. But anyway, apparently she couldn't find a job. She was very upset. She started getting depressed. They were animal lovers though. So well, she was. No, they both were. That's what they said. Oh, uh, Nick, pay attention, dude. Dude, I'm paying attention. They, uh, Come the, on, the man. Dude, John Pittman. They loved the, animals. One of the talking heads. We're like, we're both animal lovers. I mean, but who isn't? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I, plenty so, of people? Sorry to derail you. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so they got some animals. They got some animals. Turned out that John was the uh, only one taking care of them. Um, what, so that's like the first big red flag. Uh, another one was, um, John's parents had two high limit, uh, credit cards Hmm. and, uh, it got yanked and they led, you know, and they, and they like tried to find out who yanked it and everything pointed to Tracy. By yanked, you mean somebody charged stuff on on their cards which was also another thing that they glossed over like what did she buy and how did her husband not see any of it well th- blenders that, that, i think yeah no that's how they traced it is she bought like household type things like yeah. tracy type things and they yeah. were like where'd you get this blender yeah it <laughs> says blender here on our credit card statement and she's like i don't know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. it wasn't me what what do you mean by blender like are you talking about like a thing all right okay so anyway uh <laughs> Uh, the couple has a, uh, around this time, the couple has a child, which, um, named Bert, which, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's good for them. Babies always fix everything. Bert's a weird name, though. Bert is yeah, a weird name. Yeah, they were name. clearly watching a little bit too much Sesame Street. <laughs> and, uh, in 1992, um, uh, second red flag, or more like seven or eight, but whatever, we're not counting. But, uh, the second red flag in, um fatal vows was that uh john and tracy were having a fight and uh it, apparently it was over like nothing it was over like don't put my beige shoes next to your blue shoes yeah and he did something with like the shoe collection and she flipped out she flipped out she she went, grabbed a gun she grabbed a gun <laughs> <laughs> i was getting there mike i'm just <laughs> <laughs> no she grabbed the gun uh, you know it's funny in the reenactment it was like i knew we had a gun but i didn't know that what she, what she was going to get well anyway she grabs the gun <laughs> so john dr pittman dr pittman he he pieces that's not a. He's like I'm no, out. no. He's like peace out. He, he peace Do- out. Doctor Pittman out. Yeah, and then he hears he hears a gunshot, right? And they and that's another thing they glossed over. I don't know what she shot. I feel like you know 
that yeah. would be an important thing. Like she shot a hole in the wall, or yeah. she shot like the floor. But we don't know. I mean, that would be hard for yeah. like anybody moving into that house after that. Yeah, to I mean, explain this bullet hole in the wall, right? To the you know to the you know just. Like, is this a bullet hole? And it's like, no, I think that's where they just hung a painting. (laughs) (laughs) It was a really big painting. It was a really heavy painting. So we had to, yeah. It wasn't in a stud. Yeah. Painting fell. Painting broke. It's fine. Yeah. Um, After the gun goes off, Tracy's mood totally changes. She does a complete 180. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. And then she tells John that it was a suicide attempt. Wait, what? Yeah, dude. I, I know, I watched oh, it. Oh, you, you yeah. left the room for like a good, for like five minutes trying to find your CBD pen. Yeah, not, not yeah. at this point. I, no, but but, but, but I, I was there for that. I was I was just trying to be funny. No, Eric, you weren't. <laughs> Eric, can I try to be funny? You you are funny. Like, I mean, yeah, how do you... You don't have to try to be funny. Just be who you are, Nick. Okay, got I, it. I can't understand how it was a suicide attempt if she doesn't have a bullet in her. Yeah. Like... Well, I mean, I guess that the, you know, like, it's sometimes, you know, uh, maybe her aim was not that great. Okay. Yeah, so, I, th- you know. I think she just angrily shot at the wall. It's not so easy to point a gun at your head. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, like, maybe she um, was all wall-eyed or something. There's literally, like, 360 degrees in the way that you could miss. Yeah. <laughs> um, at this point, uh, the brain trust, uh, for, uh, Nick's uh, brain trust from Fatal Vows, Vows comes in, Brian Russell and Stacy Kaiser. Fucking Dr. And, Brian and my Stacy. And, and I'm paraphrasing this, but Brian basically says something along the lines of... The discharge of the gun maybe was accidental at that point, but the propensity for her to create a risk for violence at the very least should have been a giant red flag waving all over the place in front of him. Well, I, and I mean, Dr. Brian is a fucking genius. He is, yeah. <laughs> in, in hindsight, I mean, I feel like they only interview him after murders have occurred yeah. and people are in prison. Yeah. And he's like, do you think that... Uh, that you could tell that this lady did it, and he's like, oh, yeah, she did it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the jury's already convicted her by the time you're being interviewed. Yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like the producer of the show, like, sits them down and gives them, like, basically, like, a brief outline of what the case is. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, we'll weigh in on this. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. He was like, this is about a very disturbed woman with a gun. He's like, well, you know, here's the thing about guns and relationships. When, like, a person in a relationship brings out a gun and shoot something but says it shoots yourself well then that's not what we call in the mental health industry a healthy relationship you know <laughs> that's not really what you call being a good communicator you know it's just like uh okay it, it's like yeah you know what you're talking about yeah um <laughs> uh despite all of this uh john like uh wants to uh you know go on with the marriage uh, they end up moving to Chicago. This is uh, this is an interesting part of the story. So they sell their house, and uh, they move to Chicago, and then they have a bunch of pets, right? They have a ton of pets. Mad pets. Right? So it was Tracy's job to take the pets and to uh, get them to the house in Chicago, and then Tracy just completely... Completely fucks us up. Yeah, do you think the and, like little corgi in the reenactment was one of the pets? 
I have no idea. No, because they're all dead. Yeah, this was yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Ah. I mean, <laughs> God, yeah, no one, to this day, no one knows where where. So they had, we'll are. say, at least five pets. They probably had a couple of dogs and some cats. And it was Tracy's job to get these pets from Denver to Chicago. And nobody knows where the pets are. Yeah, where's, yeah, where's Ace Ventura just, when you need them? They ended up dead. just missing. Yeah. yeah. And so, so that's when John's like, Maybe this person is not going to be a great life partner. Like, hmm. mm. but they you know. still stay together. Yeah. for a little while longer. Well, so what John does, he goes to a private eye. Ooh, yeah, 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 he does. And, and that's the other thing that that the guy they were interviewing said. He's like, if you find yourself in a relationship and you find the need to hire a private investigator, <laughs> you might want to look at this relationship. Yeah. No, it, that's that's Stacy Kaiser, and Stacy says. I think that John did the right thing by hiring a private investigator. That said, if you reach a point in a relationship where you think you need to hire an investigator, then I think you have to really look at whether or not you should be in that relationship. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you yeah. got this. Yeah, something like that. So anyway, uh, the PI was like, uh, yeah, she's crazy. You, she's definitely gonna, she's definitely trying to kill you, you know. And um, and Dr. Pittman's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give her the benefit of yeah. the doubt. We do have a son together. So, he, so one of one of the uh, things that he says that makes the PI be like, yeah, she's trying to murder you, is she kept on being like. Increase your life insurance. Please increase your life insurance. Increase your life insurance. You need to increase your life insurance. And like, he was a resident at this time. They didn't even have any big assets. Um, yeah, that's, that's, and, and that's like the fifth red flag we're talking about here. Yeah, I, and I'm sure I'm sure there was like a bunch of other ones that weren't even on the TV show. Like, you know, I bet if they had more time, they would talk about how like Tracy would like you know uh, hit puppies with cars and take them back and make a little puppy shrine i don't know who knows i don't think she did that yeah 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 they would have touched on that she was like she was like like a pet uh uh jeffrey Dahmer. well anyway um yeah no 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 i i saw where you were going with that and i get it but what's happening with this story <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ, a little condescending there, Nick. I'm sorry. I'm right, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. sorry All right, no, no, it's okay. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Uh, I get it, man. Um, so, uh, what happens is, uh, at one night, Tracy calls up a uh, John and was like, "Meet me at uh, our apartment," right? So he's like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." And as soon as he uh, ends the call with Tracy, his PI calls him, who apparently is named Glenn, who also smokes in the reenactments at least. But anyway, yeah, he smokes like a chimney. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so uh Glenn's sitting at home watching the the reenactment and he's like, "What? what I don't smoke. I've never <laughs> smoked in my life." Or, or maybe he like smokes in private and he gets busted by the reenactment by his wife. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Why I are you smoking? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so anyway, yeah. So basically, uh, uh, Glenn calls him up and was like, dude, did Tracy just ask you to go home? And he was like, yeah. And then Glenn was like, don't go home. Don't go home. You know, like it, <laughs> it was basically like I'm watching Tracy right now and she's going in the opposite direction of home, which tells me, you know, given my many years as a private eye, that there's somebody at home waiting for you to kill you. Like, she hired a hitman. And 
uh, it turned out that he's been tra uh, trailing Tracy for a number of days now as he was meeting up with all these shady dudes. You know, a bunch of dudes with, uh, they were bald with beards and only drank Dunkin' Donut coffee and Wait. Well, <laughs> and, and, and like the cars weren't registered in their names yeah. and things like that so they're shady they're shady yes she, what did he say that she was with four different men over the course of like seven days yeah exactly so so she thinks so the pi was like it can't be sexual you know this, these must be hitmen but maybe she just likes to fuck I maybe mean, yeah. yeah who knows but anyway it doesn't matter because she's an awful person and whether she's whether it's infidelity or um or she's trying to get someone killed. Uh, it doesn't matter for John because those are both big fucking reasons to leave right now. And he does. Boom. Yeah. So um, let's see. In 1993, he just uh, he splits and he leaves his wife and his two year old son. Which, by the way, can I touch on that for a second? Because I feel like John was doing something wrong, too. He was probably cheating as well. Why Even, do you think that? Yeah. Why do you think that? Because he split and left his kid. Yeah. He split because his life was in danger, Nick. And maybe he was like, I don't even care about this kid because it came out of this crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, valid point. Valid and maybe, point. maybe somewhere yeah. in his head he's like, this probably isn't even yeah. my kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I had a kid, but I knew that, you know, my kid was like standing at the leg of a woman with a shotgun that wanted to kill me, I think I would split as well. You know the kid's going to be fine. The kid's going to be okay, kid's even though he's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, just like knowing me, like, you know, I'll probably like stick around in that relationship until like after I recover in the hospital. Yeah. After yeah. a murder attempt. No, I mean, Nick, if you ever date someone who's even a little bit homicidal, you're a dead man. You, there's no way you will leave. You're going to walk right into that fucking shit. I feel like everyone I dated has been homicidal. Nah, I mean, uh, with the you, exception of your sister, you haven't pushed, <laughs> you haven't pushed it to that point. I don't think so. But if you dated Tracy Richter, she would have murdered you, and she would have got away scot clean. I yeah, think. yeah, like yeah, yeah, like you know, dead men tell no tales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I I don't think you wouldn't have taken any of the steps. I don't think you would have gone to the PI. Like no. <laughs> she would have come back and she would have been like, "Hey, our pets are all fucked. I don't know where they are." And you'd be like, "Ah, it happened." You know, <laughs> <laughs> right. come here, baby. I, I still love you. Yeah. Um. So uh, so they get divorced in 1996. Just 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 date kind hearted people, Nick, please. For me, I'm working on it. All man. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so they get divorced in 1996. Uh, and that year she starts Internet dating and she gets involved with an Aussie named Michael Roberts, who's oh. an Australian entrepreneur. And 18 days after they met in real life, mm -hmm. they get married. Uh-huh. Which, yep. which, by the way, I love me some Michael Roberts, man. Like, everything that he says is fucking gold. Right. Mm -hmm. He's like, uh, he's, he's there. They tell a story of, uh, Tracy accused some dentist of like drugging her and Ugh. and molesting <laughs> her or whatever, and he's like, yeah, she she lied about this and that, but then like she says this dentist raped her, and so uh, all right, <laughs> like you could tell just in his yeah. story, like I didn't believe it then, I don't believe it now, but but this my wife is my got wife, raped, so, so I had to do something. No, it was like it was like if Jim Jeffries got married and 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 then like 
it turned out to be Tracy Richter. That's who this guy is. <laughs> he was hilarious. Yeah, he's so funny. And men, uh, so are we gonna hit the dentist story? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was getting Sorry. into it. I was no, getting no, on. No, yeah, I know he preluded it, yeah. but like, let's get into it because that shit is fucking well, bananas. I got a thing going on here, Nick. Okay, get okay, back okay, okay. I'll back up. Yeah, I'll back okay, up. I'll back all right, up. cool. Um. So anyway, they, they meet after 18 days of meeting her, and he proposes, and they get married. They move to Chicago. They get involved. Uh, at this time, Tracy's still involved in a very bitter custody battle with Pittman for their son. Like, this thing gets fucking crunk? Crunked? I don't think that's how you use okay. that word. Yeah, no, right, okay. uh, crunk right. is a fun crunk. word. All right, okay, but <laughs> it, it it gets bananas. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the white version of crunked. Uh, anyway. Uh, tra- no, you use it crunk wrong, dude. All right, well. Okay. <laughs> I think crunk right. is a good thing. Yeah, crunk is awesome. Oh, it is a good thing? Yeah, it's a good thing. Okay, all right, okay. Well, anyway. Um, hey, can we talk about uh, NWA and Wu-Tang? No. Yeah, keep on going. (laughs) NWA was first. That's all. Yeah, it was. It was first. Uh, But who was better? Uh, maybe it was Wu Tang. Maybe it was. What I'm saying is they had more of like an influence of like creating gangster rap, and that's my story, and that's sticking to it. You can say whatever. Go go for the rebuttal, but then we get back to this. Okay. Well, my only rebuttal is, in my opinion, I think Wu Tang actually created gangster rap because they were all criminals. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, what about Eazy-E? He had like a whole. He, he was he was selling crack. Then he <laughs> he got a bunch of crack from a from a friend that died, like an uncle, and he was selling it. All right. Anyway. Anyway, we'll, we'll um, get back. Okay, we'll touch on right. this later. Okay. Back to uh, the murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I could argue about this all day. I know you can. So anyway, uh, Tracy accuses John of uh, sexually molesting. So, like I said, they were in a custody battle, right, between uh, Pittman and Tracy Richter, and Tracy basically accuses John Pittman of sexually molesting their son, Bert, to get custody of their kid. Right. Yeah. And Dr. Pittman denies it vehemently. Yeah. Dr. Pittman, he stood up and he goes, not my type. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. I, don't, I don't think that's what he said. That's definitely not what he said. He was just like, Your Honor, this is all horse shit. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, Which is another thing they glossed over because they never really said whether or not like the judge believed him or believed her or we i don't know the yeah. facts of any of that yeah. but yeah, yeah we we know very little about this case to be honest yeah uh, well i mean one thing that's for sure is that the judge there clearly wasn't any evidence because if there was and she actually got custody of the kid because he was a chomo then i think they would have covered that right as, Dr. As, Pittman would be in yeah. jail. Or as something. shitty as Fatal Vows is as an investigatory service, they would have got that down, I think. So we'll just assume that nothing came to fruition from that lie, that alleged lie that yeah. she told about Dr. Pittman. Yeah, I mean, I think like he probably lost a couple friends, but outside of that, I think yeah, he's okay. Yeah, she was like making flyers, flyers. with his picture on yeah. it and like putting it under everyone's windshield. Yeah. Like this guy's a child molester, yeah. and like <laughs> in his neighborhood and yeah. shit. And, yeah, at his work. And he's and like, stuff. "Good morning," to people walking their dog, and they're like <laughs> holding their dog closer and stuff. Is yeah. uh. It's a good thing he wasn't a pedi- pediatrician. Uh, anyway, um, 
at this time, Tracy was suing her dentist, Dr. Joseph La Spiza. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> Spiza. So anyway, uh, there was in in I. I did a, a little bit of extra stuff outside of Fatal Vows on this one. All right. So pursuant to an attempt to extort money from him, about $150,000 from the doctor, uh, that didn't work out. She then uh, accused him of sexually, sexual assault, saying that he sexually molested her while she was under anesthesia. Anesthesia? Anesthesia. Uh, anesthesia. Uh, she, she said that she woke up uh, with her dress around her waist, with uh, red high heel shoes that were way too small for her, and that the dentist was fondling her breast and masturbating. Uh, but, you know, not in a good way. And um, uh, What? Never mind. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so anyway, but she didn't go to the police. Uh, she s- sued him ci- civilly in civil court. Court? court? Yeah, in court. And um, basically, he was later exonerated from all all these accusations, but it cost him his dental practice. So another um, victim in the wake of Tracy Richter. Well, and and like, can I touch on this for a second? Like, because when somebody tells like a very elaborate lie and there are way too many details, Mm -hmm. that's how you tell someone's lying. They're they're like red shoes that were too small and da 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 da. And like, they like over explain all these details you're like okay i didn't need all these details i feel like you're lying yeah well no i i I think it's like i think when you're in a um very high stress situation you don't remember things as well uh when you're trying to say them back like it's called like there's a there's there's some type of name for it like the gun effect or something like if somebody puts a gun in your face you're not going to remember what like uh his like uh what his haircut looked like Like tunnel vision yeah tunnel vision exactly right Mm -hmm. so and the fact that she just didn't say anything i mean not that people don't get raped and then don't report it but like Instead of reporting it, she decides to hire a lawyer and try to sue this guy and get money. Yeah. Instead of being like, hey, this dentist raped me and I want him charged with rape. She's yeah. like, hey, dentist, <laughs> I, need, I need some dough, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so like there's just a, a I mean, her life is just bananas. It's super crunk. And anyway, <laughs> is so- it crunk? Hey, Aaron, is her life crunk? Um, yeah, right? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm, it, I, I think you're using that, I don't think it's right, man. It's, uh, her, it's, her life is bananas, I'll agree with yeah. that. Uh, well, yeah, I am. Right. Well, everybody in the club get tipsy, yo. So, anyway, her, by the way, Michael Roberts, her Aussie husband, is supporting her through all of the, these claims, right? <laughs> which, which he's hilarious about you know he's like then you told me about like the dentist and i was like oh you know but Uh, of course the dentist he like Um, rolls his eyes when he says it because he just knows that she's full of shit yeah (laughs) of Uh, course this this interview is taking place after all of this stuff happened so so he's looking back on it now but at the time at the time he was into it he was like yeah he feared for her safety and uh, he was like, I was in a war zone. Well, yeah. and also, he was a big dummy and got married like super soon to her. That's true. 
I mean, which the also, what do you say? I, you don't believe in true love, Nick? Oh, I absolutely do not. Like she, <laughs> she reminds me of uh, of like a textbook case of borderline personality disorder, mm-hmm. which is like when you first meet someone that's like severe borderline, like they know all the right things to say to make you think that they care about you more than anything in the world. So I can see how someone would get married to her after 18 days. Like, I'm sure those first 18 days were amazing. Yeah. And he's thinking, like, God, I'm so lucky. Like, how did I find someone like this? Like, everything's perfect. And then, but then that's the other part of Borderline is that it's very, like, uh, like on a, uh, like a switch sort of thing. Like, you can just go back and forth from, like, oh, I'm so lucky to... Uh, you piece of shit, get the fuck out of my house. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to accuse my dentist of raping me or whatever. <laughs> I, I mean, like, that's why I always have to switch dentists. <laughs> uh, okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, uh, in 1998, uh, they moved to uh, early Iowa. Early Iowa. Yeah, unfortunately for the people of early Iowa. A little um, town in Iowa called Early. Yeah, because <laughs> um, it's not late there. Yep, they have. They have. <laughs> uh, that's okay, Nick. Uh, they have two babies because hey, uh, children. You know, f- children fix everything. They sure oh, do every time. Yep. One of the neighbors of Tracy was a woman named Mona Weedy, uh, and uh, she actually takes a job working for Michael's internet business. Oh yeah, because he's like an ump. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Uh, entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. I, I feel like he's like the Australian, like uh, Richard Branson. And this is in like <laughs> 1998, and yeah. he's doing an internet business. Yeah. Like, this is like early internet. Yeah. It's ground floor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know it's a front for Coke or something. Maybe. Human yeah. trafficking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mona says that uh, Michael and Tracy at this time were having a lot of trouble and bitching about each other. Like, it, it wasn't a healthy marriage. Like, she would be alone with one of them, and they would be talking shit about their husband or wife, depending on who she happened to be talking to. Mad but shade. both of them were doing that to her. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And they, she's just in the middle of it. She's just like, in the middle, you know, getting slapped around by Michael and Tracy. and uh, Right. And But, you know, it's like, I there's I've been that person i've been in the middle of two people bitching about a oh, relationship yeah, me too it's kind of fun sometimes you a know a little bit yeah, yeah it's good people watching yeah exactly and you just could be like Ugh, i know right you know and, <laughs> and you just do that for like a year and and you just and it's in you 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 go to you you go home at the end of the day and you you rest your head on your pillow and you say uh, I am not Michael and Jennifer. And then you go to sleep right away. You it, know, it, it's sort of like going to hang out with someone's dog. Like you can take the dog out, you can take it for a walk and stuff, but then you bring that dog back to where they live, and then you don't have to deal with any of the shitty parts of having a dog. Yeah, like nieces and nephews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a better best, analogy. We had the best day together. Yeah, and it's like now you feed and wash them and deal <laughs> yeah. with getting them to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you get to take the dog out, but you don't get to see the puppy mill. 
By the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, does anybody like hear this word puppy mill and think of like a, a ride at like Walt Disney or something? Puppy mill. Yeah. It's like a windmill, but yeah. just made out of puppies. puppies. Yeah. Just made out of but, young um, puppies. Like, anyway. Like duct taped together. <laughs> oh, that sounds tremendous. The mental that, image of that. That is, is not what I was thinking. I was thinking more of like Space Mountain or something. Something uh, where no. it splashes at the end. I'm thinking of like a puppy windmill. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, anyway. that's fucked well, up, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, Mike. It's yeah. all love, though. Um. Okay. So, uh, so there's this woman named Mona now in the story. She has a son named Dustin. Uh, young son, young young kid. So um, fucking loser. Young Dustin. Right. According uh, to everything that we read or heard of. According to everything, Dustin was having a, a few problems. He was depressed. He was described as a computer nerd. He lived in his parents' basement. And this is all stuff that I read or saw in documentaries. But here's another thing that people haven't been saying. The dude was fucking 20. He's 20 years old. 20 years. He was a kid. He was on he's the... got a hot 35-year-old neighbor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. But, like, but like, um, but, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's. It's just one of those things. It's like everybody, and we're gonna get back to Dustin a little, in a little bit. But like, oh, yeah. everybody uh, like keeps on kind of trashing this dude, and and it was like, man, like twenty, you don't know. Maybe this guy in ten years could have been like the fucking next the Bill next Gates or something Ma- like that, Michael Richards. Or yeah, something. I can't wait to find out what happened to him in the next ten years. <laughs> Let's read on. Okay. So anyway, um. Uh, like I said, uh, Tracy and Michael are having these big fights. At one point, Michael gets thrown into jail. What? Yeah. Uh, he gets thrown into jail. Uh, apparently there was a big fight. He tried to save Tracy from hurting. Well, according to Tracy, he grabbed her and basically, like, tried to beat the shit out of her. According to Michael, she was, like, kicking the wall like in an in a fit of anger and yeah. he said there was like electrical stuff inside the the drywall and she's kicking like right where the electrical stuff is and he's trying to like keep her from uh you know electrocuting yeah. and maybe killing herself so he like physically pulls her away yeah. but then leaves marks on her and shit yeah i mean she sounds very stable she yeah. does she sounds yeah. like a great person and thinking of speaking of stable i think this is a good time for a word from our sponsor oh no come yeah on. <laughs> a healthy diet is key to a productive and happy life that's why i signed up for blue apron blue apron brings the freshest most organic ingredients from local farms straight to your front door in fact i tried to get Nick to sign up for Blue Apron, but he said he wasn't going to sign up because they didn't offer puppy meat. Puppy meat, I asked? Yes, Nick said. I like to eat puppy meat, meat from puppies. It makes my dick so hard. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but last week, uh, I got caught, so I, I need to take... I, I need you to take me to Beautyland Wig Shop in Jersey City. Beautyland, uh, your one-stop shop for changing your appearance when you fucked up your life. Uh, and their customer service is top-notch. They didn't even kick Nick out when he tried to bite the puppy of the owner. Beautyland and JC, because, hey, we all make mistakes. Is any Was any of that real? <laughs> None of it. I Good try, Art. I can't imagine that... You, you got me better last week. I, uh, I can't I, imagine I, that Blue Apron was like, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a running joke that, like, Nick is, like, this terrible person. I write horrible shit about him. So, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, now I understand. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, he got me really good last week. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, and it came out of nowhere, too. Well, yeah, <laughs> is it, like, like, like the... It's, it's, it's when he, like, stops thinking it's funny 
and like is like and he goes up to the mic really serious and he's like look i don't i don't fuck you know dead body like that's what <laughs> that's the reaction i try to get from him and i clearly failed this week i clearly failed yeah, well, yeah uh, let's try next week right. uh, oh, like, we will. I, I, think, I have faith i think where you really failed is when you were like blue apron is good and then i was like i'm not gonna believe any of this <laughs> it's like dude go to the fucking grocery store like look up the ingredients yeah. online and uh, I, I'm sure there's a blog that has yeah. all the Blue Apron yeah. recipes, and then you just go yeah. buy that shit, right? And then you can have leftovers. Yeah, that's My, that's the yeah. bullshit thing about Blue Apron is that you you can't. It's one one serving. Well, yeah. Michael Baldwin, I will say, I hate leftovers. It's well, so hard really? for me to. Eat. I, I I don't eat them, man. I have like two things in the fridge right now. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to eat them. I just couldn't Why disagree more with them? that statement. Well, yeah. because. I don't want to be wasteful. Okay. But you are, because you don't eat them. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, that whole Blue Apron thing, yeah. Mike, that was what... I know, I know you don't don't know the lingo, but in uh, in comedy, that's called misdirection. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, okay. Uh uh, I'm Tracy. Tracy, yes, we're getting back to Tracy. Uh, <laughs> Tell me more about Tracy. Yes, so uh, we are at 2001 right now. Tracy Ricker is uh, 35 and she's in Iowa. On December 13th, 2001, Tracy calls Mona uh, about some work that she wanted Dustin to do. And Mona says Dustin will be over in the house in a little bit. Later that night, this is still December 13th, 2001, Tracy calls 911 to report that she had just shot an intruder to death, along with another man who had broken to her house and tried to strangle her with a pair of pantyhose. According to Tracy, she was holding a baby at the time. She heard someone coming up the stairs, thought it was Michael. She hands the baby to one of the boys. The intruder strangles her with the pantyhose she loses consciousness when she regains consciousness she pushes the attackers back she gets under her bed she gets two guns and starts firing she hits one of them one of them leaves uh leaves the house never to return upon the police arriving they discover that in richter's bedroom is the body of 20 year old dustin weedy dun 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 yeah so, uh, there's the rub. Um, <laughs> uh, so, like, you know, um, at this whole part, uh, this is clearly a, a tragedy. Uh, Mona Weedy was actually um, one of the talking, one of the people being interviewed, and uh, she does this. I'm not even going to talk about this part. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, they, they keep on uh, investigating. Uh, Dustin was shot nine times uh, with a pair of handguns. So, there was two of them. So, it was like Kill Bill style. Yeah. Uh, there was no force entry. Dustin wasn't wearing a mask or gloves. He didn't have a weapon. And his car was parked right in front of the house. Right? But he lives next door. So, why wouldn't his car be parked Valid point. What did he do? Did he leave his house, get in his car, drive it 10 feet, and then get out and come in? Mike, 100% legitimate point. What I think... Those are the only kind I make. Fuck yeah, All day, all day. What I think probably happened is I remember them saying that in Fatal Vows. Fatal Vows 
probably just said that, and it's not true. <laughs> yeah, they, they take a lot of liberties with yeah, a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, that's probably what happened, but, like, that makes – I mean, what your your logic is totally on track, but I think Fatal Vows was just one of those, yeah, hey, just fucking say it was neighbor. Makes it makes a better story that way, you know? <laughs> and then Doctor Brian is like, yeah, 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 and Stacy chimes in. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, here's the thing about like marriage: if like your partner comes home and like uh, puts a gun and puts like a, a bullet in a chamber of a revolver and spins it, and he makes you and your four little kids play Russian roulette, that's what we call a red flag, like. Aaron, glad to have you back. We just had Brian here, Doctor Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, I don't understand. Uh, no, okay, actually, so uh, yeah, I was stretching. So, yeah. so twenty-year-old Dustin Weedy is a is a uh, woman raping, terrible person, and he was killed by a brave Tracy Richter in self in self defense. Is yeah. that, that's that's the, that's, that's the whole case. That, that is the story that she is pushing right oh. now. Excellent. So we'll see everyone next week. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Wait. So are you telling me that that's not exactly what happened? That is. It couldn't have been farther from the truth. Okay. So, um, like you know, so as as the detectives like look into this, like Dustin didn't have a criminal record. He was a very timid guy, right? Um. So investigators found this very strange, right? Uh, and everyone's coming up uh, with theories at this point. Like Michael Roberts thinks it has something to do with the dentist. Tracy thinks it has something to do with Pittman. Um, you her, know, her first husband. Her first husband. Who, she's, Pittman. who yeah. she's in a, a brutal battle with. Yeah, over Doc Bert. <laughs> over Bert, who I bet isn't even that cool of a kid. Yeah, I'm I bet Bert fucking sucks. <laughs> no, I bet Bert's fine. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of murder in Bert's life. Yeah. He's probably like, what, like 20 now? No, he is. Yeah, he's 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 pretty. He, I think he's like, he, he's probably older than that. I mean, they had him at like 89. That would make him like 30 or something, right? Oh, yeah. yeah like, wow. he's almost like my age. Yeah. He's, yeah. He I wonder could what be... he's doing right now. Yeah. Other uh, than listening to this podcast, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. He's following it like, you know. Like, whoa. Like, whoa, yeah. He's like, I never knew any of this. Yeah, in fact, in fact, yeah, he just keeps on sending me emails like, do my mom, do my mom, do my mom, you know? <laughs> uh, okay, and um, they, the police end up searching uh, Dustin's vehicle, and they find a pink notebook in the front seat in the handwriting of Dustin. And in that notebook, it st- says that a mysterious fellow named JP slash John Pittman had hired him to kill TR slash Tracy Richter and her 11 year old son, Bert. Uh, The the authorities in Iowa decided to keep this uh, notebook secret, which, by the way, like like there's a lot of things in this case where like you're just like. Man, that was fucked up. Why would you do that or that or that? That was a brilliant move. Bold power play. That was a brilliant move that they kept that um, uh, notebook secret. So nobody, none of the uh, press, nobody nor, knew like, the 
none of their suspects, nobody knew that right. this that they found a notebook in his car. Nobody knew. So in their like detective mind, they were like, whoever comes to us and talks about this notebook, then that person's fucking guilty of something. Right. Exactly. Mad yes. Guilty. Smart, smart cops. They they were early I mean, Iowa really knows how to fucking crank out those police officers. Yeah, I'll tell yeah. you what. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's like I, I like to think that it's like uh, you know, like a Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt on the case, you know? And it's like a Miami Vice thing. Yeah. Like it's like a LA confidential type thing. Have yeah. you seen the the movie Miami Vice where like they no. they're, they're basically they know that there's somebody dirty in one of the departments like there it's either the the fbi or the police department in miami or somebody else so they say like there's going to be a robbery going down and they give different dates to each department yeah. so they know that whoever comes to them and tells them that the robbery's on this particular date whatever date they say that's how they know where the leak is yeah, yeah. it's it's a smart I mean, if Miami Vice can do it, yeah. then why can't the police officers in early Iowa do it? That's, exactly. That's what I always say. Well, I'm, you know, I think if, <laughs> if I think like uh, the reason why people are cops in Miami is is because they could do stuff like that, and if they couldn't, that's why they're in Iowa. Well, anyway. Okay. Yeah, but, also, but, but, but know, we're saying Iowa cops in earlier are fucking sharp. No, they, they they were. It was it was it was a sharp. It was a good movie. It, was, it was a solid yeah, move. I bet it was just one cop's idea though. We're giving them, <laughs> we're giving them all credit. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. They're probably all like, John, what the hell are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, no, like, Shut yeah. the fuck up. About he probably this. got fired two weeks later. He's like, yeah, no. fucking guy. No one knows about the notebook now. You yeah, know? no, no, no. It was probably like the receptionist, and they were like, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, anyway, okay, so they yeah, yeah, they yeah, find yeah. this notebook. They find the notebook. It's it's in Dustin's handwriting. It's basically um, a confession. Yeah, but but like the detectives, they don't give it too much credence for for several reasons. You know, first off, um, it didn't make any sense for John Pittman to ask Dustin to kill his wife. He never met him. There's right? no way he could have even known, known him. him. Yeah. Not only that though, John Pittman is a is a like a, he's a plastic surgeon. The guy's smart. Why, if you're that smart, you wouldn't ask th some dude, some twenty-year-old kid who, who like, works for your ex-wife's new husband. Yeah, to to murder. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's like it brings you back to um, what is it called? Uh, that that Nicole Kidman movie. Um, uh, the, the what? A a Amy Smart, yeah, the Amy Smart. Oh, Pamela case. Smart. Thing. Pamela Smart, yeah. yeah. The case we can't talk about. Yeah, I mean we can talk about it, but whatever. Uh, but like, yeah, but like, uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, what I'm saying here, <laughs> what I'm saying here is that like this guy was smart, and Dustin was Dustin was naive, and you you don't get a naive like wet under the ears kid to you know do a job like kill your wife right yeah. word he could have found somebody way better you get like a disgruntled comedian who's like had it with humanity and then he's just ready to like hang up the mic and start offing people i don't know anyone like that yeah i don't i mean i maybe for like like guaranteed never get caught and 20 million dollars <laughs> but nobody's gonna pay. They're like, dude, I've got a guy here that'll do it for five grand. Like, Let that guy do it. Um. So anyway, um, because it it didn't it looked fishy. They never uh they never like charged Doctor Pittman with anything. They never charged him with a murder for hire, uh plot. Um, 
while detectives didn't buy Tracy's account, uh, they still didn't bring any charges against her. They didn't have enough evidence. Huh? Uh, yeah, they didn't have enough evidence. Mm. And uh, it went on the books as a self-defense homicide. For like eight or nine years. For a really long time. It was a, it <laughs> yeah. was a cold case. And during this time, she, she went on the, like the Montel Williams show and was like, you know, I'm a, like, I'm, call me Mom Rambo because I'm a mom like Rambo. And, you know, like just all types of crazy shit. You know, <laughs> like people thought she was like a tiger mom. She ended up moving to Omaha, Nebraska, which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, are you a little salty <laughs> about no, that? No, I'm not. But it just, it, you know, it's like the Midwest. You, everybody talks about Midwest hospitality and how nice they are. But you dig a little deeper, man. And it, it's just layers of betrayal and deceit. <laughs> And just people, people are fucking offing each other. Like, look, hey, in cold blood, Kansas, yeah. bam. Hey, hey, uh, the my... middle of the country is like the Florida of, of the country minus Florida. So, Mike Baldwin, <laughs> I know we asked you this before, but where are you from? I'm from the Midwest. Okay. <laughs> I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, not you know, to throw just, it. just three hours from Omaha, probably five hours from early Iowa. And that's why you're such a psycho, right? Of course. Yeah. Yep. He's a maniac. Savage. Mm. Can you tell? <laughs> they they lure you in with like cornbread and hospitality, and you end up leaving with a bunch of shanks in your ass. <laughs> anyway, around this time, uh, <laughs> around this time, Michael Roberts catches Tracy in another affair, and because uh, she's had multiple affairs up to this point. Yeah, they they, they sort of glossed over that. Oh, they, they glossed. There's so much things. They're, They're like th Michael catches Tracy in her third affair, and yeah. I'm like, wait, you didn't even mention the first two <laughs> affairs. Well, there's things in my outline where I start to say, and then I'm like, oh yeah, it went nowhere. Okay, so here, <laughs> this is one of those things. Like, uh, like apparently Michael said something about is like, uh, is like. And Tracy's been cheating on me, you know, and then he goes, she said she was a model for black uh, velvet whiskey. So she kept on wearing this black dress, but she never got a paycheck. And that's that's where it ends. That's where the story ends. Yeah. And, and they and never ex that doesn't explain anything about infidelity. Yeah. Very non sequitur. Yeah. But it makes you think like she's dressing up slutty and going out and not doing it for work so what is she doing yeah well, i get that but i mean, I mean I we'll, uh, we'll circle back and she was a looker she can wear black velvet yeah, yeah she can but um uh blue velvet oh, oh fuck baby <laughs> yeah, yeah. baby wants to fuck <laughs> baby, ah, baby wants to fuck oh man dennis hopper went fucking off on that one yeah, was, what was that from uh blue velvet i don't know no okay. uh, it's this movie but he's like this yeah. maniac criminal type person yeah. and it, for some reason, like his drug of choice is nitrous oxide. Okay. And he'll like huff nitrous and then like rub a piece of blue velvet on his face and then tell his girlfriend that he wants to fuck. Yeah. Wow. All hey, right. offer me a cider, Nick. Hey, Aaron, would you like a cider? Fuck you, PBR! <laughs> All right. Is that from Blue Velvet? It is. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Did you see how I set him up for that yeah, one? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't hear, see it coming or anything. <laughs> no, he didn't. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, Around this time, uh, okay, so so they're in uh, they're in Omaha. Uh, Nick, uh, Nick, uh, hey. <laughs> Tracy is uh, getting all this uh, publicity. At the same time, her marriage is falling apart. 
And then Michael finds out that Tracy's been trying to kill her, kill him with drugs. They've been having, um, she, he's been getting a lot of sedatives in his food and drink. And one night he falls, falls asleep in his car and she starts the engine in the car and he's still asleep. Like in the garage. In the garage, right? Yeah. 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 Which, and again, why would you not immediately go to the police with that? But I stand quiet about you, it, Like, when we were talking earlier, and I'm going to make a blanket statement, I feel like Michael is naive. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Her, her second husband, Michael, who married her after... Who married her after 18 days of knowing her is like, meh. Yeah, he's like, yeah, this I mean, makes sense. I mean, what happened to airplane mode? That's <laughs> not me, man. Oh, okay. I think that's Aaron Black. Where, what? Where's my phone? You know what? Don't worry about it. Let's okay. keep going. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so, but, but he does divorce her. In 2004, uh, Tracy and Michael divorce. Uh, and, um, and at this time, uh, Tracy's uh, uh, hatred gets turned to Michael Roberts, right? From Pittman to Roberts. Immediately. And she starts telling the police how he might have been involved in her murder attempt. So, uh, let's fast forward to 2010. A man named Ben Smith is the new Sac County prosecutor. Mm-hmm. He takes office and he reopens the almost 10-year old case of Dustin Wheaties homicide. As part of that investigation, forensic ballistics experts determined that Dustin had been shot three times in the back. And as he, as he lay on this, on the bedroom floor. So this clearly doesn't mesh with her self-defense. No, yeah, I mean, it could, I guess, but you're right. It could like, you could shoot somebody and then make sure that they're not getting up. Right. Bam, bam, bam. Or maybe or, she or, shot him in the front a couple times and he fell down and then he's still like trying to move. And she's like, he's still alive. Like, or, or, or he was trying to attack her without a weapon. And then she pulled out a gun and he was like, Oh fuck. And then booked it. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not standing up for Tracy, by the way. No, of course not. <laughs> but I mean, that's not a, it's a, it's a colored flag, not necessarily a red one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like an orange flag. Yeah. yeah. Or like it's a, a big yeah. orange flag. Maybe there. It's, what about a rainbow flag? What would that mean? Something right. completely different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. Man. Okay. Right. Anyway. Uh, also, uh, another, there was another thing where there didn't seem to be enough space between apparently she got to the bedroom she got the guns out and she shot and she was between the bed and the wall and apparently there wasn't they when they redid when they recreated the incident Mm -hmm. there didn't seem to be enough space for her to shoot him the way she said in her statement anyway none of this is None of this is like hardcore proof, but this is just stuff building up. This is all circumstantial. Okay. All right. Um, uh, they also find no evidence for the dentist to be involved. And John Pittman had a solid alibi. Solid. So around this time, Detective Trent Valida mm-hmm. uh, started talking to Tracy via email saying that they're trying to figure out the ID of the second attacker. Who she claimed was in there. Uh, attacking her 
even though <laughs> even though there's no proof of there being a second attacker. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, it's a it's a a ruse, a cunning attempt to trick her. Yes. And uh, Tracy starts to get more talkative, right? Because she and thinks in the, in the documentary or in the the thing, it shows her like drinking wine at the computer, like <laughs> even though none of that's proven. But it's like, oh yeah, she started getting drunk, started spilling the beans. Yeah. The private eye smoked like a chimney, you know. <laughs> right. The uh, the what about the Australian? How when we met him in the um in the documentary, he was like he was riding a kangaroo. Was how crazy was that? Oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, that's racist. And, hu- and, I and I, hunting uh koala bears. I don't think any of that's true. That is definitely <laughs> not true. That was okay. me. That was me trying to be clever. Funny. <laughs> Fuck you guys. All right. Anyway, uh. <laughs> Tracy starts to get more talkative and she ends up making a huge mistake in bringing up the uh bringing up in the emails. She brings up the notebook. The fucking notebook. The, the pink notebook. notebook. Yeah. The notebook that nobody knew about. Yeah. She said that Michael Roberts had a premonition from God that Mona would find the notebook and would allow them to sue John Pittman. That's a direct quote from uh, the detectives, and I, to this point, don't know what it means. But here, here, here's another here's another piece of evidence that's way more convincing. Uh, in one paragraph, uh, so so she descri- the way she describes John Pittman is a direct quote from the Notebook. The Notebook. The Notebook. It's like it's like the Notebook, not that Notebook, the other Notebook. <laughs> the one that's not so happy at the end. Um anyway, I, I mean I love be some gossip, yeah. you know. So, uh this and and this is all great stuff and and, and it's clearly pointing to Tracy, but they need what they need to do is they need to prove that she knew of the notebook at the time of her death. They need a smoking gun. A smoking gun. Uh, um, so, <laughs> a gun that smokes. So, they end up talking to a friend of, uh, what's what's her, Tracy. Uh, they end up talking to a friend of Tracy named Mary Higgins. 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 And Mary Higgins uh, basically threw like another type of kind of deceptive uh, ruse that they had going on. She mentions that, you know, basically Tracy knew of the notebook. Tracy mentioned the notebook to her Mm -hmm. like while the investigation in 2001 was happening. And why she never brought that up to the police 10 years earlier. Iowa? Because they're from Iowa? Yeah. May, yeah. Okay. It, it's bananas and it's not crunk. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah it, that's not very crunk of her. Because they're from <laughs> they're from Iowa and they were probably too preoccupied with like fucking dead baseball p- players playing in their corn, you know, and her husband like just just driving over corn, you know, getting the crops out because fucking dead, hu- you know, dead baseball players yeah, are saying, "If you build they up. come," you know, and all this stuff. And who, the whole time it was just about his dead father and how he wanted to have a catch with him, you know, it's just. Was that what the movie was about? Are you serious, Nick? <laughs> fucking. Oh, Jesus, Aaron, man. I'm fucking with you, dude. Okay, all right, cool. All right. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't know that that movie is about like a, a father-son relationship. Yeah. You know, to, I mean, uh, I if feel you like build anybody, it, he will come. I feel like anybody who's watched it knows that. No, 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 no. Yeah, a lot no, of people still think it's about, about the Black Sox, and it's not. You know, it's about the father. It's about like the father coming back because he never got that bond. If... 
you build it, he will come. He is the dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait. Wait, James Earl Jones? No, Nick. <laughs> Wait, so I know you're just fucking with me now, so I'm not I'm not gonna so, I'm not gonna buy into it. So Darth Vader is him? Yeah. All right, so Tracy. I'm just saying. Yeah, right, yeah right. no, we're almost there, man. Okay, so anyway, uh, Ben Smith charges Tracy with first-degree murder. Mm -hmm. The prosecution's theory that Tracy had lured the young man, Dustin, to the house, forced him at gunpoint to write in the pink notebook. Um, this could have been a little bit varied. Like, maybe she offered him sex. Maybe Dustin was like, I'll help out by writing this. Who knows what exactly happened? I like to imagine that she offered him sex and that he got it. Yeah. And I'd then, like to think that, too. And then he didn't... Like in the in the reenactment, he's like, "Please don't kill me." I've I like to imagine none of that happened. Like it just came out of nowhere, and then he died after the first gunshot. Yeah, like so he, he just he his last hour was him banging a hot lady that lives next door, <laughs> and then lights out. I would love to. I would love for that to be the case. I just don't think that's no. What that's probably not what happened. That's probably right. not what happened to yeah. Dusty. Um, but anyway, um, the trial got on, uh, the trial got underway on, uh, October 23rd, 2011. Uh, you know, at this time, Tracy was about 45 living in Omaha. At the time she was actually engaged and there was like this great clip of her mom. Her mom, by the way, is a, a fucking evil scumbag, cunty person. Ugh, I and, hate her. and like, and her, uh, uh, Fiance, it, 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 he just looks like a huge tool. But anyway, there's a a there, real jabroni. There's a great uh, <laughs> clip of them being like, "She just didn't do it." <laughs> I hate the mom so much. Oh, she sucks. She's just taking her daughter's side. Yeah, but I mean, but there's I something like else she, about her that I hate. She's been making excuses for her daughter her daughter's entire yeah. life. You know, she was. Tracy was probably like this because of her. Yeah. I well, mean, yeah. The, the, the moral of the story is don't have children. I think that's the moral. Yeah, I think so, too. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the jury found the guilty of first-degree murder. In uh, January 2012, Tracy Richter was sentenced to life in prison. And I'm not going to... Uh, there's, and there's a lot of interesting stuff post-conviction there's a lot of um i know there's a lot of interesting uh and i'm not going to go over it but there's a lot of interesting uh child custody disputes there was a judge that actually said that even though she's in prison she still has visitation rights because michael roberts wanted to uh bring the kids to australia there was another thing that went on where tracy actually wrote a convicted uh, a child molester to try to solicit murder for Michael Rob, like a whole bunch of stuff. So if you're really interested in this case, I suggest you uh, read a little bit into it because there's a ton of more stuff afterwards that we can't go into right now because where is she, we're wrapping up. Where is she in jail? Where's her? What? Iowa, I believe. Uh, jail town, Iowa. I believe. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, you know, you, you get... You go to the jail of the state you commit the crime in. So even though she was in Nebraska, they probably uh, extradited her. Look at you with the words. Ooh, yeah. fancy. Speaking of extraditing, Blue Apron. <laughs> uh, I don't see the connection there, but. Yeah. It's like, I remember this one time I signed up for Blue Apron. And then, uh, you know, Nick came in. And he was like, I like to fuck dead bodies. You know, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> 
Man, so this that, was fun. This yeah, was a lot of fun. Was that, that's everything? Yeah, I that, think we hit it, man. I mean, it's not everything. Yeah, but, there, but, there's more, but I think we hit it. I think we hit it. Uh, the, she, the, We got to the point where she's in jail. She, I know that she lost. She had an appeal and she lost it. Okay. So it's basically anything. Like, there's more stuff to it. Please check it out. If uh, Why am I promoting? I, who gives yeah, a no. shit? Yeah, right. yeah, who cares, man? <laughs> right, anyway. anyway, I'm just saying. it's it, uh, But but for for our audience, this is all they need to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so peep this shit. Uh, Mike Baldwin, you got some sweet plugs? Uh, yeah, you can check me out at uh, mikeisfunny.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Check out uh, Cake Bath, the YouTube show. <laughs> I forgot about that. The YouTube show where I eat cake in my bathtub. Um, with water or without water? No, there. Uh, it's you don't really know, to be honest. <laughs> there are. It's a cliffhanger. There are. It's from such an angle that you can't. There were a few though where I had to wear swimming trunks because I did. Uh, like every week, I eat a different kind of cake and try a different little bath product. And I did a couple of those like bath bomb things, so I had to actually show inside of the tub to show the the thing working. But there were a few where I'm just naked in water in the tub eating cake and talking about like putting on a face mask or like an exfoliating thing or something but you don't it's all it's all on youtube so you don't see anything you know what it w- i think would be a funny um uh next one is like say you get bath salts and you uh. put them in the bath but some of them get into your nose and mouth yeah. and in your uh, bloodstream and then and then like I maybe, eat an animal. Maybe Nick walks eat in. Eat someone's face? Maybe Nick walks in and you eat his face. All right. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. And, <laughs> and appropriate for YouTube. I feel like you're not very... I feel like you're not really on board with this. I'm not. Mike. I don't want to eat faces. Well... Yeah, that's fair. That, okay. That's a fair statement, I would say, Mike. Hey, if if anything else, I stick by my I convictions. Think you're, I think you're a huge pussy, personally. Won't you eat a face, pussy? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yo, Aaron, you got some plugs? Uh, let's see. Um, uh, every the first of every Wednesday is uh, um, what's in the box? What's in the box? The what's first, in the box? Did you just say the first of every Wednesday? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, does it? The first Wednesday of every month is uh, what's in the box comedy show at Pet Shop ninety three one ninety three Newark Ave in Jersey City. That's a good show. It is a good show. I've done it twice now, and I had fun both times. Yeah, and yeah, and you were awesome on That's, it both times. Thanks. That's yeah. the beauty of New York comedy. Is like. Uh, like I've been doing comedy a long time and when I work the road and stuff then you're in rooms like you're in theaters and stuff that hold like 3 to 500 people and so if there's if only 20 people show up it's super fucking weird cuz they're just in this giant room yeah. but most New York comedy is like if it's packed it holds like 25 people yeah. so if there's 9 people at a comedy show in New York you're like Hey, all right. Not a bad turnout today. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just yeah. fun, and it teaches you as a as a new New York comic. Uh, I've learned a lot about how to perform in front of very few people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so uh, yeah, so not, it... <laughs> not saying that you're like so pet shop. Yeah, come no, on pet shop. And like, and like and it's, it's a it's a great room, show because not a lot of people show up. No, I'm saying even if it's packed, then only it don't the room only fits 20 or 25 people so it's not hard to make it a great show no. is what i'm saying well yeah yeah, yeah. and it's saying. like you know in the basement it's 
like a wine bar vibe and stuff. You it know? looks so, like the place that they had to shoot out in um in a uh, in, in a, glorious bastards. In glorious bastards, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. never seen it. Uh, really, man, you need to watch the movies, Mike. I've seen a ton <laughs> of them. There's just too many of them for. There are Me a lot to of see movies. all of them. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of movies. I mean, I wake up at like six in the morning just naturally and like end up watching a movie before I go to work. Six so. in really? the morning. Six in the morning. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, yo, so Love is Amazing Plugs coming out. Nikki Luna here. So we got loveisamazing.com. Uh, all our back episodes and sketches are there. Follow us on Twitter at Love is Amazing, yo. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram at Love is amazing, yo. Yep. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, all that stuff. We have a new sketch in the works that I feel is going to be funny because Aaron suggested it, where I'm going to go to a hip-hop dance class. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, you, and, and, like, if if you listen to the show, like, you and you never see Nick, like, you don't understand. But trust me. It will be funny. And um, okay, and also, uh, if you like the show, please leave a uh, five star review and five star rating and a review. If you didn't like the show, uh, Nick Luna lives at 36 Beecher Drive in um, uh, Long yeah. Island City. Uh, New None, of that, None of that is accurate. None of that is true. Well, that's not where anyway. we're at. Yeah. Hey, we love everyone. Hey. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Yep. Bye. Love is amazing. Oh, but it's also bullshit, and it might also get you murdered.